If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited time offer, so act now. If your toddler has been diagnosed with autism or is waiting for a diagnosis, you're going to want to pay attention for the next 60 seconds. Happy Ladders is parent-led early autism therapy that empowers you, the parent, to teach your toddler essential developmental skills through play. Studies have shown that the parent-led model is highly effective while eliminating frustration over long wait lists or the worry about losing precious developmental time, all without the disruption of people coming into your home. Happy Ladders includes activities that target 150 essential developmental skills every toddler needs, as well as assessments in four different developmental areas. There's also an exclusive community of parents just like you and professional coaching to ensure success for both you and your toddler. To learn more, get a free trial, and take advantage of an exclusive limited-time offer for my listeners, visit happyladders.com. That's H-A-P-P-Y-L-A-D-D-E-R-S. Use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 50% off the monthly membership. Plus, get a free one-on-one session as well as access to the Tantrums and Meltdown mini course. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. Hey, what's up, folks? My name is Rob Gorski, and you're listening to the Autism Dad Podcast. I want to thank you, number one, for taking the time to tune in. And then I want to apologize because I know I said the episodes are going to be on time and this one is a couple days late and I get that and I'm sorry. And I've, I've heard from some of you, I, I apologize. Um, you know, life is difficult for everyone right now. COVID has, has completely turned my life upside down. And, and I know the same goes, you know, holds true for, for everybody out there. Um, you know, you know, the, the bottom line is that right now remote learning has, has really taken up a lot of time and energy and uh, the podcast sometimes has to get, you know, bumped down to priority list a little bit. And, and uh, that's what happened this past week. So uh, I've had this ready. I just didn't get it uploaded. So uh, I do apologize and I do appreciate your patience with that. So I'm going to continue to try and do better as we go forward, but it's, you know, it is what it is and better late than never. And uh, I hope you guys understand and I appreciate your patience. So anyhow, uh, my guest today is uh, Oscar Smith. Oscar Smith is a supermodel and celebrity fitness trainer. Uh, very cool dude. Like we had, we had a very long conversation. Um, and you know, he has devoted his life to fitness and, uh, you know, devoted his life to helping others attain fitness. Um, you know, he doesn't only work with celebrities or supermodels. I mean, he works with anybody. Um, and he has accomplished things in his life that are just mind blowing. Uh, we, we'll get into some of that stuff as the episode moves forward. But, um, for right now, what you need to know is that he's here to have a conversation with us about how we can better take care of ourselves, 
uh, fitness wise uh, in the advent of COVID-19, you know, gyms are closed or, or people aren't comfortable going to gyms if they're open uh, for safety reasons. And, you know, a lot of people are trying to, to work out at home. Maybe they don't know what to do. They don't know, maybe they don't have equipment um, and they kind of feel like they don't have options. So Oscar has a whole laundry list of things that uh, you can do from home. And he, you know, he has this way of encouraging and inspiring and it's just a, it was an awesome conversation and I really appreciate his time. Uh, so I will be back with Oscar in just a minute. Uh, we've got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Thanks. Uh, and we're back. And today, uh, Oscar Smith is here and, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, kind of sort of maintaining fitness levels in, in building a fitness plan, uh, even, even when like gyms are closed down and, and, uh, COVID-19 is, is kind of everywhere and you have to be, uh, social distancing and, and things like that. So, um, I, I think it's a, an important conversation to kind of help everybody focus on self-care. So, uh, Oscar, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to come on the show. I know that you've got a lot going on on your end and, uh, I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Can you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, (laughs) it's going to sound like I'm bragging a little bit, but I pretty much done just about anything and everything there is. Um, I was an ocean lifeguard for quite a number of years. Uh I used my fitness ability since I was a a kid or a young adolescent to help me get through school and basically track and field, American football, uh, swimming. And then I went on to martial arts, not MMA stuff, but true martial arts karate, Aikido, things like that, wrestling. So I took all that and then went on to make into a kind of a program I designed for started training people in 91. And from that, you know, going to school, getting my degree in exercise phys, uh, my master's in kinesiology and biomechanics, you know, it just basically my entire life has been surrounded by fitness. And I I enjoy it so much. I love when people feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And also when they come back to me and say, Hey, Oscar, you know, it's great that what you taught me or what I learned from you, or I got in great shape all because of you and you helped motivate me along the way. I used to be a New York city detective search and rescue. So I used to jump out of helicopters with 200 pounds of gear on my back. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so when people like president Obama, Bush, Clinton, pretty much everyone, was right next to me with me, the DOD guys and everything else in the secret service and what they call their star team. So been there, done that. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So retired, had my gym, have my gym in Tribeca now for 17 years. Uh, It's called OD studio. I'm an author as well. So, I mean, again, I I don't like to talk about myself, but it's just like, okay. It's it's a, it's, it's a loaded question, but I tell you what I normally do. I tell people Google Oscar Smith trainer. That's it. Yeah. I was going to say there is so much, uh, that you've accomplished and I really didn't know what to pick, like what to even say without sort of shortchanging you at all. No, it's, okay. it, it's, it's, I mean, you, you've had an amazing life. Uh, and hey, I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is not a eulogy or anything like that. <laughs> Didn't mean it to come across like that. But, I'm not done yet. <laughs> no, not yet. No. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you've done a lot and, and that's, that's really cool. I, I was, um, I was a fire medic, uh, for a long time and that's, and I, I suffered a back injury, which sort of ended my 
my run it. Like I, I was, I was real into, uh, I worked out like six days a week, uh, for years and years and years. And then I blew my back out on a call and then three kids later, you know, I, I find myself in a place that I really would rather not be in. And so I'm, I'm, I'm working to, uh, to sort of reintroduce that, uh, into my life and, and try and be a good example for my kids and, and stuff. So I, I really appreciate all of your insights and your experience and, uh, the way that you seem to be able to inspire no, people to do better. Yeah. But you, I'm sorry to cut you off, but you inspire people to say, look, I went through this, this happened in my life. We all have family and things like that. And we all have to grow up some time and be like, okay, I can't just live that single life. But you took what you went through and now saying, I want to bring that to everyone else and have that journey with everyone that if I can do it, you can do it. And that's the key thing, which is great with you by you having your show oh. and giving that positivity to people and that push, which is very important. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Are you welcome? Um, I always kind of, well, lately anyways, I just start out by asking everybody, you know, how has COVID-19 impacted your life? Because it's, it's had such a profound impact on everybody. And it seems to, you know, sometimes it's, it's impacting people differently. And I was just wondering like, how are you doing with everything? You're, you're in New York. So it was really bad. And, and then you guys seem to be sort of the uh, kind of setting the bar for what we should be doing. Kind of, you know, what happened with it was that no one knew, you know, it was like a, a virus that came around out of nowhere and we heard about it over in Europe and in China. We didn't think it was going to come here to New York. Honestly, uh, fashion week just started. So it was like mid February and then wham, everything just, you know, the city just kind of got thrown total 360 and then everything was shut down. No one would ever think that you would shut down. It's like a bad zombie movie, you know, like everything was shut down and then you couldn't go out, you couldn't do anything. And that was the hardest thing where people were like, okay, it just totally interrupted a lot of people's lives, including myself. It's like, all right, I can't train people anymore. I'm not a big uh, zoom or YouTube kind of guy. I don't do that because I told everyone my premise of my studio was that I put personal back into personal training. You call me, you get me, you email me, you get me, you Twitter me, you get me. And I said, that's the whole thing. You want to be personal people because some people need that extra push. And I wanted to be there for people and they need something, especially when it comes to their health. And this was a big impact for a lot of people. When they started to think of, I got to get healthy. What do I do? You know, I don't want to get sick. I'm going to build up my immune system and change my diet. So the virus did, also help a lot of people because now it put them on track to say, I want to be healthy now and I want to try and live a healthy lifestyle. What's, you know, let me just get started. Um, but for a lot of people, it's, it's just been a nightmare. You know, the government going up and down and battling with each other and the political politics between everything and trying to figure out, and we're finally coming out of it a little bit, but still gyms aren't still allowed open. Um, they recently just allowed, nail salons, hair salons, things like that. Um, clubs aren't open. I totally, totally forgot about like wedding venues, things like that, where people can't go and have like bar mitzvahs, weddings, things like that. They're completely shut down still and no end in sight. Same with movie theaters and things like that. So concerts, it was just like, you know, you never think normal things, museums, I don't think have opened up either, anything like that. So but just dealing with it as best you can step by step. I tell everyone just, you know, be careful, wash your hands, wash your face as well, soap and water, wear a mask. As I always say, don't lick the subway floor. Yeah. Simple as that. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
I'll use try, common I'll, sense. I'll try. I'll try yeah. to. Uh, I'll try to remember that. I, I spent uh, uh, two weeks in Manhattan after high school, between high school and college, because well, actually, my after my freshman year in college, because I was looking at John Jay College uh, for criminal justice. I wanted to do forensic psych, and uh, it's the only time I've been uh, in, in Manhattan. And, uh, I, I can't, just from what I can remember, I can't imagine it being quiet or, or, uh, restricted in any way. So that's, it's gotta be like you said earlier, like eerie kind of, kind of like zombie movie kind of thing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Really uh, weird. Let's talk a little bit about your studio. How, like what led you to create, uh, OD Studios. I was working at another gym and in Tribeca and the owner of the gym basically really didn't put a lot into his gym. Like he didn't have a simple soap dispenser in the bathroom or a paper towel rack. So I said to him, you know, you might want to, I made suggestions to him here and there. He said the worst thing you could say to me, well, you think you know it all. You should open your own gym within three months. I did. (laughs) And basically I said, you know, you know, you should listen to your people who work for you, who talk to, who listen to the clients because, you know, he was a great guy, really nice stuff like that, but it just seemed like he didn't care about his business anymore. He didn't care about the clients. And I wanted to do that, you know, put that basically, I want the people, like I said, to be personal. They want to be like, I'm going to come somewhere where I feel comfortable and also where I can get really good training and the person's knowledge. And it's about me, not, you know, so much about them on, you know, the trainer on the phone or too many people going on. So I made it uh, private where basically it's one-on-one training. That's it. And I've been around since 2003. You've had some uh, like pretty, pretty cool people come through and work with you. Haven't you? Yes, I have. I've had some A-list celebrities and, you know, uh, lots of models, lots of actors, pro athletes, things like that who come in. And the whole thing is, when you do something really well, it's like I think of a pizza shop mm-hmm. in a neighborhood. Everyone knows the pizza shop and loves the pizza shop because the pizza is that good. And the owner is that good. And it's like that. You feel comfortable going there. And I wanted to create that in Tribeca or Manhattan where people go like, you get great training. He's on point. And I love what my clients will say. Like you could eat off the floor in his gym because <laughs> he cleans it himself. So I mean, that was a big thing where the feedback I would always look for the feedback from my clients, simple things. And one client said to me once a long time ago, I said, he's like, Oh, you're out of paper towels in the bathroom. I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. The cleaning crew, you know, must've not, you know, put them in. He was like, it's your gym. You should know everything going on in here. And ever since then I fired my cleaning crew, got rid of staff I had and just kept it one-on-one. That's it. So I know everything is done perfectly. And he was a really successful businessman. So I was like, you know what? Here's a guy that people, probably strive to try and get in touch with. So I was like, I'm going to listen to him. And that's what I do. I listen to my clients and the feedback they give me. Plus I learn from them from it's either from tech or acting or music, whatever it is. It's really great having that diversity of people come in and teach you a little bit about, you know, what they do in themselves. Plus also that I think they like hearing the stories of all my crazy, you know, stuff I've accomplished in the world. <laughs> do they, do you find that people like the, sort of like the privacy. Cause I remember like I used to work, uh, I live over by the uh, pro football hall of fame and there was a, there's a gym called the hall of fame uh-huh. fitness center. And that's original. It, yeah, <laughs> I know it's, it's yeah. And it, and uh, I mean, there would be like, it'd be like a hundred guys there 
every time that you were there. It's like for some people it's motivation because you have people there that are like pushing you to go harder and, and whatever. But some people, uh, I imagine more like celebrity type would want privacy and, and not to be kind of in the eye of, of the public. Uh, so does that sort of fill in a niche? Yeah, huge niche, especially with camera phones. So a lot of the models would tell me, you know, they're doing their workout or whatever, and you'll have some guy take their photo of them, you know, in a very not too practical position doing something. Uh, the best was Tom Brady when he said to me, you know, Oscar, I can't even go to the gym because I have someone always heckling me about how much I suck or whatever it is. He hates my team or, you know, asking for autographs, things like that. So everyone has their reason why they go to a private gym. It's like, I'm going to work out. I just want to go and focus on working out. Plus also like with CEOs and other people, you deal with people all day. The last thing you want to do is deal with more people. Like you said, have 50 or hundred people in your gym. Like, you know, some of the Goldman Sachs partners come and train with me. They have their own private gym in the building. I, did, I just got through seeing these guys for 12 hours. Why would I want to go see them again for another hour, you know, working mm-hmm. out in the same building. And that's all thing where people want that distance. They just want to like basically, you know, disconnect from everything. Like I just want to come And A lot of my clients have the same premise. They're like, I just come here and I just have to survive for an hour. That's all I think about is like, I got to survive for an hour with them. That's it. And I feel so much better when I leave. So it's like they get, they get kind of like a personal space rather than having to share it with a lot of other people. That's cool. And and that's only the gym is completely private. So whatever music you like, whatever water you prefer or uh, beverage of choice, I have it for you. You know, it's just, it's your gym for that entire hour. And majority of people, when they see other people come in and clients, it's a high buy and pretty much that's it. You know, they, they like that premise and it works so well for me to this day that I just keep that in practice, you know, keep that in mind. But I also have to remind them like I'm only one person, (laughs) so I can only train so many people for a day, you know? So we were talking a little bit about COVID-19 and how that has impacted a lot of, uh, well, everybody's life really, um, with the gyms closed or people who are, are just sort of avoiding the gyms for safety concerns. Like, like you were talking about, like you don't know the people that you're, that are going to be there. Um, you know, fitness and self-care have kind of taken a hit. It's, it's not a, it's not as much of a priority anymore, I think for people, because we've sort of shifted our perspective to sort of survival at this point. Uh, do you find, do you find that people are, are sort of struggling with that where you're at? I think what happened, people at first in March said, what other alternatives I have since the gym's closed? And they went to YouTube and videos and uh, video format or things Mm -hmm. like that with their trainers. Then I think after a while, it became very repetitious of boredom, like, I don't want to do this, stuff like that. So they kind of fell off the wagon. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're up and down, up and down, up and down. And, you know, all my fellow trainers out there, stuff like that, I mean, the weather's nice. You can try and do group classes outside. But the same thing, people don't know each other and they don't trust that. You know, I don't know that person there. And you can't have an entire football field full of 30 people because it's going to be just practically impossible to try and do a class that way, but to make sure that six feet of social distancing. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people turn to like, let me see what other alternatives I can do. So one, let me start by saying, let me change my diet. Another one is let me, you know, cut out sugar or figure out other 
things that I can do exercise wise, you know, to help me go or, you know, diet wise to help me just get a little bit healthy. And that's the big thing. A lot of people, it's still up in the air because there's so much information out there from Google, YouTube, Zoom, everything in the world, Instagram, you know, so I think a lot of people are bombarded with it. And, and I tell everyone, you do what works for you. Everyone's an individual. Mm -hmm. So you pick what you want to do. And if that works for you, like if you want to stand on your head every day and makes you feel great, great. I'm happy for you. At least you're doing something. You know, if you want to eat onions raw every day, great. Okay. If you feel good about it, great. Fantastic. But please make sure that you're not, you know, hurting yourself. Um, so a lot of people, again, it's, it's just trying to adjust. What do I need to do to adjust and what's going to work for me as in fitness or even just healthy choices? What, uh, okay, so, so everybody does kind of what, kind of what works for them. What do you, um, like, what can people do to sort of take better care of their bodies from home if, if they happen to be stuck at home? Great way to start, I tell everyone, is that a simple jump rope is one. So you can get your cardio in by simply jumping rope. One foot, two feet, slowly work your way up three-minute rounds. After, let's say, 30 minutes of jump rope, you can do five, 10 minutes, let's say, of running in place or simple squats. You know, you can make about 45-minute routine of some sort of cardio. Cardio, I tell everyone, you can never get enough of. It's very important. Helps clean out the blood, keep, keep the respiratory system going. Also, diet. Diet is very important. So I say it's 50% exercise, it's 50% diet. So if you're working out hard and eating crap food every day, you're never going to get to that healthy goal you want. And remember, your insides count as much as your outside. So the healthiest stuff, you clean your system out, keep your inside system healthy. It helps you just as much as aesthetically as the outside, your big muscles, your flats, abs, whatever you want to have, you know, whatever your goal is. Um, a lot of at-home workouts, you can start off with simple strength training, push-ups, pull-ups, dips. I tell everyone, works the entire upper body. Then you work your core, which I love the word abs, simple, and it also became core, but work your abs. Simple, go back to the basics, full sit-ups, boxer sit-ups, leg lifts, crunches, knees to chest, hip raises, also strengthens your lower back. And, you know, slowly set yourself up, do 30 minutes, and then you feel good and confident. Next week, do 35, 40 minutes, and slowly build your way up, adding exercises to it. And like, oh, hey, I feel, you know, like this morning, I do my two mile run and my half mile swim. I felt good after my swim. I'm going to run another half mile. Okay. No problem. Boom. You know, and that's all thing is slowly building your way back up, you know, to doing things. And if you're stuck inside, like I said, jump rope, running stairs is another thing. If you live in an apartment building, please make sure that it's clear debris, things like that. Think of safety, always important. Things are clean. Um, and also stay hydrated. It's really hot. It's been a really hot summer. Lots of water. You can never get enough water. Flush it out of your system. You are, excuse the expression, going to pee like a racehorse, as they say. <laughs> that means your system's working, which is great. You want your system to work. And that's a tall tale sign. And I tell everyone, you have a goal. In order to reach that goal, you need to make a plan. And a plan is important. And same thing I tell everyone, my mantra, I tell everyone, motivation comes from Ben. You have to motivate yourself to get going. Like I, <clears throat> I remember one of my swim uh, buddies in Hawaii, he goes swimming at 5 a.m. And I remember meeting him and I'm like, man, the pool water, it's freezing. He's like, he pushes me in. Now you got to go swim and warm up. He said, you're in the water. You're already wet. Get going. 
And that was the whole thing where once you step outside and like, you're outside already, get going, get started, go for a walk, you know, then work your way up to jog, do a run and some sprints. And then eventually you're going to progress and which is important. What are, um, what are, what are some of the ways that people can sort of put together a home gym if, and, well, and, and can that sort of be done on a budget? Like can, can people, what are some of the basic things that people would need to sort of put together a useful home gym? Oh, it's, that's really easy. So you can easily phone Amazon or any one of the sporting um, advertisers or lines or internet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Order a simple set of dumbbells. Now, you're going to need either 8 pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. From that and a simple basic chair, that chair, you can do a multiple like 15 to 16 different exercises with those dumbbells. So let's say we spend $20 on the dumbbells. There's your home gym for $20 less. Now, if you want to take another step, you're like, okay, I'm going to get the classic bench with some weights set. Let's say that costs you $150. There's like 30 to 40 exercises you can do using that bench, including core work, which is important. So you don't need to go and buy specific pieces of equipment for specific movements. You want something that's multifunctional. That's very important, especially what your budget is. So if the dumbbells, let's just say you, you you did the 10 pounds, you got ladder, side ladder raises, military press, you know, skull crunches, tricep kickbacks, bicep curls, you do all the basics and then you use the bench itself for dips. Now you turn around like, Hey, you know what? The weight's getting light. Now I'm going to maybe, buy another set of dumbbells. Now I'm going to go twenties or 25s. Uh-huh. So now I'm going to incorporate instead of one or two sets with the 15s. And now I'm going to go three to four sets with the 25s and just put the reps down. And as you gradually progress, you invest a little bit of money into your gym or, you know, resistance bands you can get also as well. I just tell them, please be careful because they do snap and break. They do dry out the resistance bands. So please make sure or once they turn white, that means it's time to get new ones. Once you stretch them up, because they will snap back and hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting wet. That happened to me a couple of times. I'm like, Oh, you know? Um, but you know, you can get the basics. I say set of dumbbells. If you want a stability ball, and then let's say you want, if you need a mat, because if you don't need a mat, I tell everyone you can use an old towel, use two or three towels, put them down. It makes a nice cushiony surface depending on your floor you have. And over time, it just saves you money when you're working out at home. I don't need a gym. And that's another big thing, like what you brought up about what the virus did. People realize I don't, maybe I don't need my gym membership. I can do everything at home. I don't need it at all. It's the same thing when offices started saying, we don't need a space anymore because all our employees are at home working from home. So we don't need this anymore. So basically we just, everybody's sort of evolving under the circumstances. <laughs> That's my dog. Yeah, I had, I, my son took mine uh, out of the room a little bit ago. Cause she'll just sit, I mean, she'll just sit here, but he's always worried. She's going to bother me. That's funny. Yeah, usually he he sits at my feet, but he obviously heard me chatting. He's like, "All right, who are you talking to?" We're gonna make sure everything is okay. Yeah, yep. Dogs are awesome, man. Um, yeah. Yes, they are. Are are there ways that, like, we had talked about a little bit earlier that, um, like, I want to be a, a better example for my kids, so I know that I can, like, I can start getting back into my fitness routine at, at home, um, and I I have. Uh, like kettlebells, those mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, pretty good. 
Kettlebells are good. You got to remember because of gravity and momentum, they work against you. That's the, the, their job of creating some sort of basically force. The problem is, is that if something's too heavy, it's going to jerk, especially like you of your lower back. Mm -hmm. I would start to focus a little bit more on my core strengthening and Mm -hmm. flexibility, which is really important. Then start working into weights. With your kids, you can incorporate, which is a great question for dads and moms out there. Play with your kids. Play the old school tag, kickball, things like that. Remember, your family's with you, so you know they're healthy. So you keep them around like, you know, you play catch. You can play uh, running bases. Just think of all the basic games you played when you were a kid and play that with your kids. And it's funny because you're going to be active running around. Like my favorite game is freeze tag. You know, you're running around and stuff like that. You know, think of that. I haven't thought about or that forever. Or bring Levio or Spud. And that, that's the whole thing problem with our society today. Kids don't go play anymore. Right. They're too busy on computers or their phones and like that. So as parents, we have to encourage them because that's going to teach them not to get obese or not to get lazy and stuff like that. Remember, as human beings, when we first evolved, whether you believe in God or anything else like that, or, you know, the Bible or, or evolution, we walked everywhere. Uh-huh. You need to go to grandma's house in the 1800s. You walked there. If you didn't have a, a horse or a carriage, you know, that was only, we were always out doing something physical. You worked the fields, you did this, you did, you know, it was always that thing. So teaching your kids that exercise is a good release of stress, uh-huh. built up energy and natural strength which is very important. So play with your kids is great. And I tell everyone, you, uh, besides free sag, you can go in the water, which is great for your back because there's no resistance. Mm-hmm. That's why astronauts train in water because it's the closest thing to zero gravity. Zero gravity yeah. um, so playing with them and swimming with them, remember that all also helps with conditioning. So a lot of cardio. I tell everyone, when you swim, try and swim for a half an hour straight or do spend with your kids. Like you could play tag, like, one side to the other side and they go in between who can get to the other side quicker. Like there's so many games you can make up to be more active with your kids, which is really important. And it's great for you as a dad to bring that up to all the other dads and your listeners are like, Hey, when's the last time you went out and just played flies up with your kids, hit the ball catch, you know, thrown around or like, you know, like my favorite game is so funny was kickball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kickball is great. A lot of summer you know, days or, playing kickball. Yeah. Correct. Or dodgeball, which you can't play anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like bad. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know, you're right. Because like we've all, we, we have sort of gotten away from, uh, being physically active. You know, when, when, when kids connect with their kids, it's online or Xbox live or something like that. And not, uh, not in person. Like this summer, um, we started going outside every morning and throwing a football for like a half hour or something, just, just to get out of the house and, and, uh, spend some time just being physically active. Um, we, I'd mentioned when I blew my back out, I was down, man, I was, I was in a constant pain for uh, close to 10 years. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was bad. And then my mom, uh, has, uh, was diagnosed with celiac a while back. Uh, and she went on diagnosed for a long time. So she's actually allergic to gluten and it destroys her intestinal tract and, uh, it affected her bone density and, and, and things like that. Uh, and she was in constant pain all the time. And, and what I remember her doing was she would start to walk. Um, she would, she would start out at, at her driveway and she would go down to the next driveway and couldn't go any farther. And so then she would 
you know, rest a second and she would make her way back home. And she kept doing that over and over and over again to where she could walk four, five, six miles, uh, in a day now or, or at a time. And, and she got me into walking and walking was, was like the best thing that ever happened to my back. I mean, no medication, no, no anything that, that movement just helped kind of, uh, uh, work things out. And so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really deal with a whole lot of back pain anymore. And so, you know, one of my goals is to get back into lose weight and then strength train. Um, and, and just, and just try and be a positive example for my kids. I want, I want to have them, you know, see that this is important to do. And, and, and maybe the best way to do that is, is just by example, you know, um, and are, and are there, are there, are there workout things that you can do with your kids? I mean, aside from like kickball and outside running around and playing tag and stuff like that. That's a really good question. Cause it depends on, you know, child and their development and how old they are. Like there was the big concept of you can't lift weights as a teenager because you're going to stunt your growth. Mm-hmm. According to the American, um, physical therapy and fitness journals and things like that. Um, a lot of them say men grow up and start, stop growing at 18. Women stop growing at 21 or 25, depending on their genes. So don't know how true that is or the myth, but they say, if you do train weights at a young age, you will stunt your growth or not a lot of bones or the muscles to grow to their full potential. So I would say aerobic activity, hand-eye coordination, basic motor skills are great for kids mm-hmm. until they get to Scott, you know, into organized sports. You can just do simple, basic push-ups, sit-ups, sits with them, which you can play with your kids that way, where mm-hmm. let's say you make a half a circle and each one does a push-up. After that person does a push-up, you see in the videos, they run around to the other side. So you make a full circle. Mm-hmm. So you do push-up, run around, push-up, run around, which is great. And then I tell everyone, there's a game I play where you take both each, each other's hands and you stand across from each other, arms straight out, and you try and touch each other's toes. As in, like, who can step on whose toes first? Some people are a little bit too aggressive and step on it, but that <laughs> is another thing because you're using your upper body strength as an isometrics and the aerobic ability of moving side, lateral movement in front and back without knocking the other person over. And you try and play that for about 10 minutes. It's quite exhausting. Yeah. So there's a lot of basic things that you can do um, with your kids that don't involve weight training so much. Because remember, kids don't really need so much strength at a young age. They need more endurance than anything else. And the same as adults, we need more endurance. Because I tell everyone there's a difference between strength and then muscular strength. Strength is I'm going to pick something up one or two times. Muscular strength is I'm going to pick something up one to a hundred times mm-hmm. and not get tired from it. And that's what you want. It's like a, a pro fighter or a boxer. That first punch is the hardest punch he throws. No, he trains for that first punch to be the same strength as the punch in round 12. That's the whole thing. You want to keep getting that power, having that same consistency, which is important. Very cool. So focus on endurance things uh, with your kids basically. Um, Correct. What would you say to people who feel like maybe they're too old or, or too far gone to, to sort of turn their lives around and make positive changes? Is it, is it ever too late to, to get yeah. started? It's never too late. I tell everyone, 
everyone wishes they can go back in time. You're like, oh, you know, the classic saying, oh, 20 years ago, I wish I was eating healthier or I was doing better. Just get started. Don't wish that. I mean, you have only one life to live. And if you don't take care of yourself, starting now, today, think about five years from now. I mean, this moment when they're listening to your broadcast, like, oh, five years ago, I should have started listening to his show. I heard Oscar Smith talk and him, uh, you know, lead by example. What example did I do? Now, um, unfortunately, I have diabetes, I have high cholesterol, blood pressure, or I have some other really bad ailments that I could have avoided by just getting started that day. So I tell everyone, it's never too late, you're never too old. And I tell everyone, you can't run, walk. Simple. You can't do running hurts you and things like that. Swim, walk in a pool. There's so many different variations with technology today and science when it comes to sports. There's so much out there of other things you can do. So a basic move has something that is too hard for you. There are 30 different variations of that move for you to do. Or just basically work your way up to it. I don't know if you saw this. There was there was just this, uh, this thing going around the internet or yesterday or the day before where there was this uh, this older lady she was in her seventies and decided that she wanted to get herself in shape. And she started posting these before and after pictures and like 70 years old, she started working out and, and, uh, I think it was a year she, she did, uh, a before and then a year later. And it was unbelievable. I mean, that's 70. Uh, that, that, that was so cool to see that because I'm thinking like, Oh man, that that's so, that's so inspirational to see somebody do that. But think of, okay, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis. Remember, they were our big action stars mm-hmm. back in the day. They were in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. So you look at them and look at how they look. And, you know, yes, they have lots of money behind them and, you know, more stuff than they know what to do with or people to help them. You can't use that as an excuse. They're the same age as the other people are. What did they do that's different? They just stuck to a plan and a commitment. They made it a point to say, hey, I'm going to stay in shape. And I think I know the woman you're talking about because there's a few of them. Um, they open up. There's like a, a great grandma who's like a bodybuilder now and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, again, a year, they said, I'm going to make that commitment for a year. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise every day. And there are days when, trust me, I don't want to work out. I don't want to train anyone. I'm like, I'm just tired. I just feel like uh, it's easy to give into that. And that's all thing where they fight against saying like, I'm not going to give into that. I'm going to go. And usually after you're done, you feel so much better about yourself because there's nothing worse when you're sitting at home. You're like, I should have worked out. I want to get sidetracked. Now it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I wasted the whole day. Mm-hmm. I did fussed around. I did a little bit here and there. I accomplished some things, but I should have worked out. And you know, you're never going to work out at night. You're like, Oh, I'll run at seven or I'll do something, whatever. And you never do. So I tell everyone, make a plan and stick to it. And it's a classic example of what you said from the woman as an example, 70 years old. All right. I want to get myself in shape. I'm going to get started a year later. Bang. She's in shape and all over YouTube. Yeah. And so, and so like you said, it's never, it's never too late to, to make those kinds of changes. And I, I just thought that was really cool to see that because a lot of times uh, you hear people like once you hit 40, it's all downhill or something like that. And, and uh, I mean, at 70 and, and she can turn herself around like that. It was pretty, it was pretty amazing. 
Um, but it's also good genetics. Remember, people yeah. have really good genetics as well. So a lot of people, like I said, we're all individuals. So it doesn't work for you. Like <clears throat> workouts that I do with some clients don't work for other clients genetically wise. Mm -hmm. It's just they would have to train for years to get to where Tom Brady is, let's just say, as an example, mm -hmm. or to, you know, Val Kilmer or Rosario Dawson or anyone like that. Because everyone has this ideal of, I want to look like The Rock, let's just say, yeah. you know, or I want to look like Jason Strahan, you know. It's like, okay, remember, they, they had the basics. Remember, they were athletes. They were martial artists, whatever it is, for years, and then made that transition into movies. And that's the whole thing where people are going to understand, like they came from an athletic background. All of a sudden you can't be like, I'm a couch potato and I want to become the next action star. And it's going to work for me like crazy. And like, no, you got to put a lot of work. You can do it, but you have to have that mindset and determination to say, I have to work out three, four hours per day and eat right. Yeah. That is a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot harder now than I think it was before. Oh, it's a lot of people are, a lot of people are dealing with depression. Like I deal with depression and that's, that's one of the big, uh, it sort of saps my motivation a lot of times. And, and, and it, it like, um, when you're depressed, I was just writing about this yesterday. You have this like voice inside you telling you to quit instead of doing what you need to be doing. It wants you to do everything you can to, to, to do nothing and just sort of, waste away and, and, and wither and die. And, and it's, it's well, hard. The worst thing is I'm going to cut you off really yeah. quick. The worst thing you do is when you self destruct yourself, Yeah, you give yourself such negativity. I explain to everyone when I swim, I always go breathing, whatever it is. I always go, I'm the best. I'm the best. It forces me in the air out to the point where you start to have that mantra in your head. And I tell everyone, you feel depression, especially now with the social distancing and people who are single and everything else like that. It, it is a little bit on them. What makes you happy? If it's painting, if it's, you know, creating something, if it's just going for a walk, bird watching something, find out what makes you happy and do it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Go and do it. Like my wife knows when I get stressed and overwhelmed, go swim, Oscar, go in the ocean. That's your thing. And that calms me down and allows me to think. So, Think of what, like, it's great that you share that with everyone that, hey, we all can suffer from depression. We can all get down on ourselves. What does it take for us to get out? And it might be, hey, you know what? I need my friend to call me and then help me through it because we all kind of need that little extra push. That's all that is. So I tell everyone, like, you have your kids. Your kids are going to come to you like, dad, I'm a little depressed. And you're like, why? What's bothering you? And finding the root of your depression is the key thing. It's like that of, someone who has a substance or alcohol abuse, the key thing is admitting, Hey, I can, I have a little bit of depression. I have it myself. Everyone suffers through it. And it's to find out, all right, I'm going to get up out of bed. I'm not going to let my mind talk me out of what I want to go do to make myself happy. So I'm going to get out and just even, like I said, just to change my surroundings. So I feel better. There's nothing better. I tell everyone you get up early, you be a piece of yourself. Think of, the most happier moments in your life. And I'll tell everyone my favorite moment, God rest my mom's soul and my grandmother was when there was a great adventure here in New York, uh, excuse me, in the area it was like a little action park kind of a thing. And I was about 10 years old holding my mom's hand in a balloon. The best memory I had, I had the best day with my family then. 
you know, it was fantastic. So I go back and think of that happy moment, how happy I was in euphoric about, so I don't become negative depressed, you know, like, Oh, so think of happy moments, things you've done like you becoming a fireman or saving someone's life and them coming back to you and going, Hey, thank you so much for helping me. And, or, you know what? You inspired me. You encouraged me. Think of that. Think of all the good you have done than all the negative. Yeah. But yeah. I try to, uh, I always tell people you gotta, you gotta focus on even the smallest victory can lead to bigger things. Right. And, and, and it's so right. easy to be drowned in the negativity, especially when you're depressed, uh, that you just sort of, you wake up one day and it's been like 10 years and, and, you know, you don't know where the time has gone. Um, Correct. and the other time day, is all we have. yeah, time is something you don't get back at yeah. all. Yeah. The, the other day, my kids, my, my 14 year old is constantly asking me to go hiking and, and that's something we used to just, we used to love doing that. And there was like no part of me that wanted to do that the other day. Uh, partly because like where we're at right now, I'm in Ohio and there are, uh, there's mask mandates and stuff like that, but nobody is taking it seriously. We're sort of heading in a direction, uh, bad direction. And, and so there's a lot of people gathering and, and people aren't social distancing. And, and so you have to walk through them. And, and so it, it makes me nervous. You know, my oldest is immunocompromised and we've been sort of isolated for about a hundred and it's 157 days today. Um, but, but rather than just saying no, like, like I wanted to, I, I said, okay, let's go. And, and we packed up and we went, I mean, we only had like an hour's worth of daylight or whatever, but we went hiking and we, we were out, we were there at the time when kind of the sun was going down and there was, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful. And, and we were out in nature and as much as I didn't want to go before I was, I was so glad that I went after, you know? And, and I think that's sort of like what you're saying, like you gotta, you gotta push yourself to get through some of this stuff because as much as it's, um, unpleasant to think about going out and working out right now, you're going to feel so much better about yourself on the other end of it. And then you just yes. kind of build on that and keep going and going and going and going. Uh, that's sort of my, my tentative plan right now <laughs> to, to kind Good. of get things moving. Um, I did want to, I did want to bring up your book, uh, natural strength. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about. Sure. That? Uh, natural strength. It's out on Amazon. You can get an ebook and also soft cover. And it's, my simple phrase for it is, or definition, it's going back to simplicity in our complex lifestyles. So in the book, I talk about a little bit about me and my accomplishments to motivate the, the reader. The book is about the reader, not about what I did or how great I am. Or And I hate when people preach that. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm so cool. You suck, whatever it is. And I, I hate it when coaches were always negative. You always want to be positive. And in there, in the book, there are workouts named after my celebrity clients, my soccer moms. I even have a rabbi I used to train, you know, stuff like that. Different workouts for people to try, give them an idea what other people and different levels and what they do and diets as well. So, you know, it's an easy read. You can easily read it in an hour. Simple as that. Um, It has some good tips for you. And hopefully the reader being the public, I want you to get something out of it. So like, Hey, you know what? Just like we talked, I want to get started today. I want to try this workout or he has a couple of workouts in here. I can easily, you know, tear the page out or basically I wanted to actually make it perforated so you can tear the pages out and they kind of don't do that anymore. So it's like, okay. So the publisher was kind of like, Hmm. Okay. So, but with the book, 
it's easy for you to kind of see a little bit of my background, what I went through and accomplished, which you can do the same. And then using fitness or what your desire is. Like I'm useless with tools. So people who are handy and craftsmen, remember, that's your expertise. That's your mastery, what you do. What I do is fitness. And it took me years and years and years to, to gain that knowledge, develop it, implement it into what I want to do. And that's the whole thing like with, that's the premise of the book. Just going back to being simple and enjoying your life. That's the key thing. Very, very cool. I'm going to, I'm going to check that out because, uh, I, I really want, I want us to disconnect from a lot of the things that we're sort of stuck in right now with, you know, online and, and whatever, and kind of get back to that human connection and, and physically doing things rather than just, uh, holding a controller and, and, and playing a game or something like that. I, I want to have, like when I was a kid, we played outside like from 6 AM until it was dark, you know, with, with mm-hmm. my, with my neighbors and we would dress up as like ninjas and we had all these weird, I mean, they're weird games now that I think about it, but, but like where we were like protecting the neighborhood and, and then we would run around and climb trees and, and stuff like that. And, and you know, f- for most of my kids' lives, they, they, they haven't really been able to have that experience partly because of where we live. And, and, uh, and, and I, I, I don't like that. So I like the idea of simplifying things and getting back to what really matters. And right. it, that's sort of and it's interesting what you said. It's about, we used our imagination back then. Yeah. That was the whole thing. You played like your soldiers and stuff like that. You use your imagination to create something into reality. Mm-hmm. And that's something, like you said, we fail to do that now because of everything with phones and TV and everything else like that. Like I always tell everyone Sunday, I just don't call me on Sunday cause I'm not picking up my phone. My phone is off. So I say, everyone pick one day where you don't need anything, you know, to be bothered by distracted by TV phones or things like that. And I tell everyone, when's the last time you read a book, really read a book from cover to cover, you know, when you enjoy it, it's feeding your mind. Like exercise is great for the body. Reading is fuel for the mind and exercise for the mind as well. And it helps spark that imagination, which is really important, especially with children. That's how they create. And that's the whole thing about writers. When they write something and they're trying to describe something to you, it's your imagination that puts those words into something that you can see as a picture. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, I, I guess sort of before we close things off, do, do you have any words of encouragement for people who are maybe struggling to get motivated to, to uh, make, make some healthy changes in their life? Yeah, a lot. Remember how you used to make friends just by saying hello to people, yeah. stuff like that. Go back to that. So when you go get your coffee or things like that, still keep your social distancing. You still socially interact with people just from a little bit of a distance. You might have to yell at each other as strict <laughs> shouting, but that's a start. One that also helps fight depression where remember in the old show cheers where the title was everybody knows your name. They went to the bar there because they felt comfortable going there. I actually have a cheers shirt on right now. I don't know if you can there see you that. Go. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but that's, that's only like you go to your coffee house yeah. or your restaurant, things like that, because people know you. So yeah. you feel comfortable there. So that's one thing to help people get started motivated. And you'd be surprised when you meet someone, you're like, hey, you know what? 
Can I walk with you? Can I run with you? And you can still keep distance with people that you don't know. This is sort of, but that's how you start off making friends and being back to being social. The other thing, healthy choices. Don't buy junk food. If it's not in your house, you're not going to eat it. More than likely, you're not going to go out and travel to go get it if it's not there in your house. Mm-hmm. Healthy choices are very important, and it's a great thing to implement. Plenty of sleep, at least six to eight hours sleep. You don't have to sleep like a, a lion. I went on an African safari and realized lions sleep about 20 hours a day. They get up <laughs> to eat and then go back to sleep. That's all they do. That's four hours like, you got to worry about. What a, what a life of a lion. Um, but you want to make sure that you do start something. And I tell everyone, the thing about me and the same with like with you and everyone else inside, there's always an athlete. There's always an athlete trying to come out. and you have to be true to yourself. When you say you're going to do something, do it. Don't talk yourself out of it. Go and do it. Simple as that. Whether you try or fail, it is an experience. It's a learning experience. Failure is not failure. It's actually learning. So what do we do? Startups have a great saying, great CEO say, you want to have a startup, you want it to fail fast, right away. So you know how to fix it and then go on from there. You don't want something to fail three years from now. Mm-hmm. You want it to fail right away. This way you can go. So the same thing. You want to try a workout. If it doesn't work for you, next one. Next one after that. So you find out what works for you. Awesome. I I am so grateful for your time, man. Like this has been an awesome conversation. Uh, I am definitely going to check out the book. I'll put the links uh, to everything, uh, your website, all that stuff in the, in the show notes so that people can uh, find you. And uh, I'll have the, the link to the book. Uh, there as well. I'm, de- I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, thank you. I, I really do appreciate it because I, I, I needed this personally to, to help kind of get me over that little obstacle that I had that was kind of interfering with moving forward. So I, I, I really do appreciate it. No, um, it's okay. I appreciate you having me on your show. And like I said, you are a voice for people who are a little bit too timid and don't know where to turn. And this is a great outlet for them. Like hopefully to inspire them. Like, you know what? I listen to Rod's show. I'm going to, I'm going to try and do something a little bit. I'm going to try and go, you know, move a little bit forward. Or, or I'm going to try and get back into what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I had that little voice in my head of being, you know, negative to myself. I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to squash that completely and just start thinking more positive things in my life. And that's the key thing. It's just, you always want to be in perpetual motion. I can tell a shark, a shark swims. It does not stop. It has to stay in perpetual motion or, or it order dies. to breathe. Yeah. Or die. Exactly. That's I, think we're, so I think we're coming up on shark week. Yes, we are coming up on shark week. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, how many more shark weeks could you have? <laughs> every, every year it's shark week. Every year. It's like a sharks must be so happy. Like, woo, it's shark week. Fine. It's like yeah, a, they, they get some good, some good PR uh, yep. <laughs> once, once a year. Uh, I, yeah, I, I really do appreciate it, man. I, I, my best to you and your family stay safe. Uh, I'll be in touch. Thank you again. Man. Thanks. Take care, man. You got it. Thank you. Bye. 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 Before I close things out today, I just wanted to say thank you to Oscar for taking the time to come on the show and, you know, kind of educating us on, on ways that we can take better care of ourselves at home. You know, I, I know a lot of people are either uncomfortable going to the gym for safety reasons or, you know, the gyms are still closed in the area because of uh, infection rates. And, you know, it's important that we find ways to take care of ourselves during this time, especially during this time. 
stress is through the roof for most of us. And it's more important than ever that we practice self-care. And, uh, you know, I appreciate Oscar sharing all of the ways that, you know, we can do this kind of stuff from home uh, and even ways that we can involve our kids and help them to sort of disconnect from uh, their their screens and, and, and spend some time being kids. Uh, that's really important. And Oscar, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. What you have accomplished in your life is just, it's very inspiring. Just, I mean, to be honest, and um, I'm very grateful for the time and the information and the insights and your knowledge. And uh, I wish you the best, my friend. Um, I will have all of Oscar's information in the notes below. You can find a link to his book, his website, all that stuff down below. So check him out. Uh, as always, you can find me at theautismdad.com. All my social links are at the top of the page. Don't forget to check out my new parent resource page. Uh, has lots of information about products and services that are uh, thoroughly vetted by me personally over an extended period of time that I believe can help improve uh, your quality of life. So check that stuff out if you're interested. Um, as always, you know, stay safe, social distance, wear a mask, wash your hands. Please listen to our public health care officials. We will get through this. Have a safe weekend. Have a great week. And I will talk to you next Friday. Bye. Autistic kids can sometimes struggle to learn new skills such as riding a bike, reading, or simply having a conversation to a high level of proficiency and automaticity. Brainiac is a brain enhancement program that gets to the root of the problem. It builds stronger brain and body connections that elevate learning capacity within four to six months. Brainiac cross-trains motor movement, visual, auditory, and cognitive thinking connections using fun, interactive video games. Strength and connections allow kids to learn new skills and perform them automatically with more confidence and greater independence. Brainiac is for homes and schools. Visit canoe.com, that's K-I-N-U-U dot com, and be sure to use the code THEAUTISMDAT at checkout to save $500. It's a limited time offer and it will expire on May 31st.